It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic have met their first Road, speed bump, roadblock, whatever obstacle you want to call it, a loss in New Orleans Pelicans that reminds us all the details matter most. It's time to get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 18th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic. Get a comment. Follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, did Orlando Magic lose some of the details that they talk about a lot? They learn exactly what happens when they don't stick to those details. We'll get to some of the areas where they struggled against New Orleans Pelicans. Well, I was maybe a little uncharacteristic of them throughout the preseason, but still some points of concern that show us where this team has to get better. Don't worry. It was a loss, but at a 12-point loss at that. But there's still plenty of positives to take away. I'm going to head back to Optimism Corner and tell you why this is not a game to freak out about. As, as you know, I don't think anyone is. It's a preseason game. Uh, and then we'll go through the box scores we always do. Uh, after games. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us. Whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when you upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Throughout training camp, we have heard it time and time and time and time again. It's about the details. It's about the little things. It's about the things that this group has to do, has to learn to win basketball games. At the end of the day, what the Magic are trying to accomplish, what the Magic are trying to do is to play better basketball. And we talked all offseason about what that means. And essentially it just means 
being a team that doesn't beat yourself, being a team that doesn't that 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 does all the little things that make other teams beat you, that make you a tough team to play. It's about not making as many mistakes, playing better, cleaner basketball, as Jeff Weltman has put it. Now, we've hypothesized in the ways that this will show itself, but it is certainly a process to get better. Um, And learning the details, and more importantly, and especially coming off of this game, learning the consistency it takes to play at that kind of a level is the task at hand. That's what training camp was spent kind of nailing down and trying to figure out. That's what these preseason games are for. And while there are good signs, there are bad signs for sure, and there's a lot to clean up, like as well as the Magic have played, and even in this game as well as they played for parts of this game, there is a lot to clean up and a lot that the Magic have to continue getting better at. But this was the first game where the Magic's details, where those things that the Magic have to do that are just core principles of who they are, did not come through. Did not come through for them. Um, You know, we will look at full game stats. I got my final book here. Um, Good to be back at the MY Center. Um, We will look through full game stats. I will highlight halftime stats and and three-quarter stats here. Because obviously, you know, look, if we're going to get to the nuts and bolts of this game, the Magic trailed by one after three quarters. They led by two at the half. They were largely in control of this game for the majority of the game. New Orleans did not retake the lead until late, very, very late in the third quarter. The Magic were up by tw- uh, by 10 at one point in the second quarter. The starters came back in, in the, at, at, at the end of the second quarter and kind of frittered that lead away. And, and again, it's a lot of these things. So even though the final numbers you know, aren't everything, Orlando got beat 27-16 in the fourth quarter. That's why they lost the game. They just stopped being able to shoot. It was like a one-point game with about three minutes to play, and then they gave up a 13-1 run or 13-12-1 you know, run, whatever it was. Um, that stuff's not important. Like, no offense, like, not important. Um, but what is important, Orlando gave up 19 turnovers for 24 points. The 19 turnovers are bad. The 24 points make it worse. Those are mistakes. Those are, you know, turnovers were a big issue for the team. The Magic were, I think, tw- were bottom 10 in the league for sure. The bottom five in the league, I think, in turnover rate last year. 15.1% turnover rate. In the preseason, including Thursday, Tuesday's game, the Magic have a 15.1% turnover rate, which is eighth in the league in the preseason. The question is, will the Magic reduce their turnovers as they get into the regular season, or is this going to be a recurring problem? And, and I think that's what the Magic are guarding against and why preseason ranks don't mean very much. Um, but again, relative to the rest of the league, the Magic are doing decently with turnovers. So I don't want to let one game cloud our judgment and cloud a little bit what we've seen, perhaps. Perhaps it should. Um, but 24 points off 19 turnovers, that's not going to get the job done. As Will Wagner said after the game, that's 19 possessions where they didn't get a shot. New Orleans turned the ball over 19 times too, but if Orlando gets a shot on those 19 possessions, they very well could win the game and honestly could win the game easily. Magic were very were very much uh, in range to pull away in this one and, again, gave the lead away a little bit at the end of the second quarter. If we were talking about a game where the result did matter, 
I'd be highlighting that stretch as like the most important stretch of the game and where the Magic lost this game. And, and you know, again, not important for today because it's preseason, but these are details that matter. So are other things. 22 fast break points for the Pelicans. 50 points in the paint, 25 for 40 through shooting to the Magic's 40. If the Magic are going to win this year, they're going to win in the paint. It's a core philosophy of the team. Attack the rim, defend the rim. That is the essence. Everything else is window dressing, honestly, for the Magic. Um, it's attack the paint, win the paint, defend the paint. That's that's the goal for the Orlando Magic. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Um, so again, this is about the details. This is about the little things. This is about what the Magic have to do to win. And these are all things the Magic are going to have to do to win. Now, how did this happen? Well, Magic players said New Orleans kind of took them a little bit by surprise with the ball pressure that they put on. That, you know, forces a team to make quicker, uh, simpler decisions. And, you know, the Magic tried to make the home run play a little too much, tried to drive into that trap, tried to force their way out of pressure, and New Orleans just gobbled them up. Um, It wasn't all game. Orlando had some really strong moments on both sides of the ball throughout the course of the game. We're going to talk about those here in a minute. But again, it's the details. It's the consistency of doing the right thing, making the right play time and time and time and time again. Being good is boring. Let's just, let's just put it out there. Being good is boring. It's doing the same thing over and over and over again with excellence. The Magic on Tuesday did not do that. And that's... That's kind of the deal. That's kind of the, that that was the game. That was the whole kitten caboodle for the Orlando Magic in this one. The Magic had to be better, had to be more precise, had to be cleaner. And this is what we've talked about all offseason. This is about the things that the Magic have to do to get better. They have to make these little adjustments. They have to be a, a a better team. Like that's, that's, that's just the way it is. They have to be a cleaner, smarter, more aggressive, all those check boxes. They just have to be better. And it's about these details over and over again. So again, these are things the magic have been focusing on. These are things that we've probably highlighted throughout the course of the, the preseason. This was by far the magic's worst game of the preseason. Um, and look, I'll sit here and say, again, they led by one after three quarters. They led by two at the half. Probably should have been led by more. Despite playing their worst game of the preseason, and they still had a really good defensive rating, by the way. It was like a 105 defensive rating, 107 uh, in in the first half. Despite doing all these things, the Magic still put themselves in a really good position to win the game. And and certainly, and again, look, the starters had their worst game. They were, you know, they were at minimum minus, at maximum minus three in the plus minus column, um, they did a lot of really good things. And so I think it's important that we highlight those things as we look to move forward. We're going to get to some of those things to highlight coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Bird Dogs. Look, 
uh, we're all looking for the most comfortable pants we, we can. Um, you know, I'm actually wearing, if I'm not mistaken, I am currently wearing, or I wore to the game because I'm still wearing what I wore to the game to, uh, tonight, uh, some khaki pants that I bought from Bird Dogs. They're not the kind of typical khakis that you get uh, from them, but they are super comfy. And yes, I wear them with the button down. That's how versatile Bird Dogs are. Bird Dogs khakis, whether they're the long pants or short pants, are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better, and they have the versatility to wear anywhere. You can wear them to the golf course. I've done that. You can wear them to the pool. I've done that. You can wear them on a date. I have not done that because I'm not brave enough to wear shorts to, to a date. Um, you can wear them anywhere. That's what makes Bird Dogs so great. And, this, and the stretch khakis shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Um, they fit way better than regular shorts made of stiff, restricting cotton. They fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, and, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also uses anti-sting sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Um, you probably hate me saying this. It was a preseason game. Um, this was the most preseason-y of the Orlando Magic's preseason games. It's only been three. Um, but it was a preseason game. So I, I'm not panicking over turnovers. Um, you know, there, there are problems to correct. There are problems to fix. You know, there are still, I think, some defensive rotations that need to get down and, and all that. Um, but I am still largely very encouraged by what I've seen. Now, you know, there are definitely some things to be a little worried about. Um, the turnovers are certainly one. Um, you know, I just think consistency finishing at the basket. Um, the Magic were 20 for 30 at the at, in the paint, um, which feels pretty good. But, you know, again, they're, they're trying to take more threes and I think sometimes settling for threes. Um, I am curious to see how they perform when teams start to game plan for this offense. I really like this offense. I think the Magic made some really interesting and fun changes to the offense. I think people are going to be really talking about how much better the Magic are offensively. Uh, John Hollinger, looking at you. Um, but, uh, but, you know, again, there's a lot for this team to work on. And, and I don't think it's going to be perfect. This is not going to be a straight line. But I am still, like, Largely encouraged. Even Tuesday night, like I was sitting there and I was just like, look, the turnovers are the only things they really got to clean up. 
if they reduce the turnovers, if they stop throwing the ball around, if they play with a little bit more focus and intensity, the Magic are going to be more than fine. I still wholeheartedly believe that. The Magic are going to be fine and, and they're going to be they're going to, they're going to play well and and they're showing so much here during this preseason that that is just encouraging. And you know, we talk about the turnovers and and, and why are turnovers so big? Well, the Magic believe they're going to have a top 10 defense this league. You know, I'm I I will believe it when I see it. Um I haven't seen the Magic play at a excuse me, at a super intense defensive level despite what Jonathan Isaac did to the uh New Orleans Pelicans blocks and started getting a little jumpy on, on chasing those blocks, but um had some real highlight real blocks. Jalen Suggs had a nice block as well on CJ McCollum. Um I haven't seen them be so dominant defensively. The stats do suggest that the Magic have had a really strong defense. And again, even in this game, they gave up 104 points. They had like a 107 defensive rating. It was 105 in the first half. Like, they're still, despite these turnovers, the Magic still played a, a really solid defensive game. Um, this game, you know, frankly, just came down to they missed some shots and their turnovers kind of knocked them out of rhythm offensively. Turnovers are important because that does set the defense up. If you're going up against a set defense, you're going to have a tough time breaking this team. And, and you know, we broke down the numbers a little bit over the summer. When the Magic could get their defense set, they were one of the better defenses in the league last year. Or they could be one of the better defenses in the league last year. They struggle when they give up offensive rebounds, which they did in this game, but it didn't kill them. Um, they'll struggle when they give up offensive rebounds, and that leads to kick out for threes because they're just scrambled a little bit. Um, and they'll struggle in transition where maybe they don't get the matchup set, they don't get their paint defense set uh, to really defend. So those are areas to keep an eye on. But the Magic's defense still played largely well when they could get themselves set. Maybe a little too much dribble penetration, maybe giving up a few too many mid-range jumpers to a Brandon Ingram or a CJ McCollum, maybe sometimes getting caught on bad matchups on Ingram especially, but the Magic communicated really well defensively, uh, especially early on. Um, you know, I'm sitting courtside for these games. Um, so this was my first home game doing that. And you could really hear them communicating and talking in a way that I haven't heard them do and do before. Um, so, I, I, you know, again, it's a good sign. It's You know, maybe it's not working, but it's a good sign. I do think the Magic's defense will round into form as we get to the regular season. Again, remember, it's preseason. We're not going to freak out too much over this. The other thing that's really standing out is the passing. Um, I, I know I've talked about this before. I know I talked about this with, when we talked about the offense more globally. The Orlando Magic, again, had a really strong passing game. 27 assists on 35 field goal makes. That means the Magic have had at least 27 assists. I believe they had 29 against, I, guess, I believe it was against Cleveland. Um, they had 27, at least 27 assists in all three of their preseason games. Um they only had 16 of the 16 of those games total in the regular season last year. That it, you know, again, we'll see if it lasts. Defenses aren't quite game planning for them yet. Um, so we'll see some adjustments. I do expect that number to it, that number to come down, although you do expect field goal percentages to jump after the preseason because you'll have your starters in more. So we will see what translates, but there is definitely a, an unselfish vibe to this group. They're moving the ball really, really well. They're moving the ball with interior passing exceptionally well. They're cutting a lot better. They're moving the ball. Um, you know, again, Marco Fultz is a great example of this. He had three turnovers in the game, but six assists. You know, Wendell Carter, same deal. Three turnovers, but five assists. You know, Jamal Mosley said it after the game. Even though the Magic turned the ball over, 
uh, in this game, even though they, they were a little bit loose with the ball, it wasn't unselfish. They weren't playing unself with they weren't playing with unselfishness. They were moving the ball and passing it with the intent of helping each other score. They were not, you know, jacking up a three or force, you know, maybe they were forcing a passing here or there, but they weren't trying to do the wrong thing. They were trying to do the right things. And so to me, that means you can correct it. That means you can say, okay, this is the read you're supposed to make. This is what you need to see. It wasn't a guy trying to force his way to the basket because they need a basket and they turned it all turned it over. I mean, that did happen occasionally, but um, the magic largely, largely you're trying to move the ball and trying to keep each other involved and play by committee, as Jamal Mosley likes to say. Um, that's that's all really positive. And and, and I, I I know I point this out and I, I always say when I say this, um, it's not indicative of success, but the magic were like 27th or 26th in the league last year in total passes per game. Obviously, assists are down because they're not a high offensive, they're not a great offensive team, but if they're averaging 20, I think they're at 24 assists, if they're averaging 27, 28 assists per game, they're gonna that's gonna make them a better offense just by default. Um that that's been something that's been consistent. Um the effort's been consistent, the passing's been consistent, the togetherness has been consistent. And, and I think that's all a really positive sign. So again, like, yes, the Magic lost. And, and, and we can point to exactly why they lost, exactly how they need to get better. And it's an area of concern. Like, look, turnovers were a problem last year. If the Magic want to be a better team, they've got to turn the ball over less. They've got to be more mature and, and solid with the ball. And that obviously was not the case in this game. They were not solid with the ball. They played really poorly on that front. If the Magic are going to take another step, they've got to reduce their turnovers. Um, that's a big deal. But... There are a lot of other signs that, okay, there's something working here. There's something that could certainly work a whole lot better for this team. We're going to find out exactly what carries over to the regular season in a week. Um, you know, in a week, all these questions will be answered. Um, you know, Friday, the Magic will play Flamengo. Um, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. Flamengo always brings a lot of fans. They always bring a lot of energy. Um, it's going to be a fun game. Uh, but, you know, it's we're, I'm expecting Magic to kind of take care of their business. I'll be a little upset if they turn the ball over a lot in that game. I want to see them focus. I want to see them hone in on these details. Really, like, pin that down. I don't think we're going to see the starters super long in that game. Pin that down, and let's get ready for next Wednesday against the Houston Rockets. We will go through the final box score, talk about individual performances coming up here in just a moment to put a wrap on that game. But first... It's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season today. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we always do, let's go through the final box score, talk about some individual performances. Now that we've talked about the global aspect of the game, let's talk about what individual players did. Uh, again, it's preseason. Um, you know, I've gotten some questions from, from friends and family about some individual players. You know, someone someone asked me about a specific player. I'll share what was said about that coming up here in a minute. But um, it's preseason. Take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt. You know, certainly some guys will play better. Some guys will not. Uh, the Magic, I think, are still holding some things back. Um, it's preseason, so, you know, it is what it is. But, look, Franz Wagner continues to look very, very good. The rhythm is still there. He had 19 points in 19 minutes, 8 for 11, shooting 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, one of the few guys with no turnovers. The only starter without a turnover in this game. The starters total, by the way, um, eight, no, 9 turnovers from the starters. Like, that's bad. Nine of your 19 turnovers are coming from your starting line. That's that's not good. And again, two players with three uh, in that group, and Marco Fultz and Wendell Carter, two of your kind of better decision maker, makers typically. Um, player admitted to admitted to us in the locker room, like several players actually, they're ready for the preseason and they're they they want the regular season. They're they're you know they're a little bored. So if their focus is waiting, like you don't like that because you know again that's the details, but that's either here or there. Franz Wagner's the kind of player, and it's just been abundantly clear. You do not need to run plays for him to to score points. Um, I'm going to make make this note with Paolo Bencaro because Paolo really struggled again. Five points, two for nine shooting, zero for two from deep, one for two from the line, two assists, two turnovers. Um, pa- like, let's make this point now. Um, Paolo is not getting the ball in his scoring spots. They're not dumping the ball to him in the mid post. They're not kind of running pick and rolls for him. Paolo's just kind of existing in the offense. He's not, you know, making tons of plays, maybe one or two, but they're not kind of running the full offense. They're running kind of a base set that's designed to get everybody involved and get a feel for some of the reads they're hoping to make. Um, Paolo's getting his shot still. Nine field goal attempts is still plenty, third most on the team. Um, But look, we're expecting to be at 14, 15 attempts per game if not more, 16, 17, maybe. So in 20 minutes, he's only getting nine shots. To me, that says that he's pacing himself, that, you know, he, you know, he struggled to finish a little bit around the rim. And that's been a little bit concerning because, you know, that's not maybe something you can just instantly turn on and off. But I think when the season starts, we're going to see a different Paolo. He is pacing himself through the preseason. He is playing like a pro- professionally, like he's not overexerting himself. I don't want to say he knows how to get himself ready because it's a second year, and but he's treating this like you would see veterans treated. And, and look, Paolo's not the kind of guy that can stand around the perimeter. You swing the ball to him and he's just going to score. He's not like this extreme cutter and, and he's had a lot of really good passes in this preseason. So, you know, it, there's been a lot of good things from Paolo throughout the preseason, but he's not a, a cutter that's going to get open for the ball. Um Paolo said it best, you know, you know, he was asked, are, are you worried about being able to turn it on for the regular season? And he says, I'm not worried. Are you worried? And, and, and I'm not, honestly, like I, I do believe that he'll be able to rev it up, but Franz Wagner is kind of a different player. Um, 
Franz, yes, the Magic should run some pick and rolls for him. They should get the ball in his hands a lot more. They're not doing that this preseason, to be perfectly honest. The same thing with Powell. They're not like they're not running their full offense, their full complement, their, you know, their individual stuff. But Franz still gets his baskets, still gets his shots because he's an excellent three-point shooter. He is an excellent cutter. He's just available for guys who are willing to pass. And, and that makes him really, really strong and really, really good. Um, you know, just kind of the same deal. This game, we just saw maybe too many guys, I, I don't want to say go through the motions. It's not that they're not playing hard, but too many guys who just weren't aggressive, um, who, are, who weren't looking for their own a little bit. And I think, again, New Orleans took advantage of that by putting the pressure on. Um, guys were not looking to play aggressive. We're not at kind of a regular season level. And that threw Orlando off a little bit on the offensive end. Um, again, Paolo was two for nine. Wendell Carter, four points, one for seven shooting, one for four from deep. Uh, he did have six rebounds and five assists to go through turnovers. Jalen Suggs, a solid nine points, three for six shooting. Uh, you know, can't really complain about him. Played really good defense as well. Markel Fultz, four points, two for six shooting, six assists for him. I thought he did some really good things attacking and moving the ball. Missed a few jumpers. Wasn't really looking for a shot. Um, again, when you have a whole starting group that's not looking for their shot, you run into some problems. And I think that's what happened for the Magic. Off the bench, Gary Harris, 10 points, three for seven shooting, two for five from deep. I thought he played really, really well. Did a good job spacing the floor. Uh, Mo Wagner, 16 points, seven for 10 shooting. A lot of that before the fourth quarter. In fact, Goga Batadze played the whole fourth quarter. So all those points are very significant. Again, that's what we expect from Mo Wagner. He's going to have games where he just scores a lot, where he you know hits a three, finishes around the basket, gets offensive rebounds. Mo Wagner's looked very, very good, and and and, and you know again he's he's he he gives the Magic a lot um, offensively for sure. Um, other notable uh, numbers: um, Jonathan Isaac had three blocks, was really strong defensively, still kind of looking for his feet offensively. You know, I, I know he's mentioned that he is still trying to get his feet together. Again, Cole Anthony six points, four assists, but only two field goal attempts. Not looking for a shot. Two for two from the field. Not looking for a shot. That's okay for now. Like, it's it's preseason. Like, these guys know how to pace themselves, know how to kind of get themselves into the rhythm they need. Um, Anthony Black, let's talk about the rookies then. Anthony Black is really struggling. Um, and and it, it's not that he lacks talent. It's not that he lacks ability. He's pressing. The game is really fast for him. It's not slowed down for him yet. He's not making the simple plays. He's trying to do too much, and when he gets the ball, it looks like he's rushed. It looks like he's trying to just – he's trying to catch up to the speed of the game. Um, that happens with rookies, especially happens with point guards. They got to find a way to slow things down for him. Now, defensively, he's still playing really well. He still gets it defensively. I, I don't think he's necessarily trying to force things and trying to make mistakes. He's not making that many mistakes. But when he has his opportunities to shoot, he's rushing the shot or he's not shooting. At the free throw line, he was one for four from the line. It, it just it just hasn't come together for him. This game was also a struggle for Jed Howard. Jed Howard missed all six of his shots, including all five of his three-pointers. Threes looked like line drives. It didn't look like the nice, um, nice arc that we usually see from him. Um, again, for him, too, just watching him live, everything felt a little rushed. He's got a quick release, so maybe that, maybe that was just a quick release. But um, he's... The mad, he's playing, not playing in great lineups either, but he got some good looks that he just missed. Um, the kid's not afraid to shoot. I, I will give him that credit. I think that stuff is important. Um, that especially if you're a player in his position, 
you're not afraid to shoot. You're there to shoot, shoot the ball. Um, so I didn't hate the shots that he took. He just missed them. Um, you can live with that. Um, you know, his ability to make shots is what's going to get him on the floor though. Um, both rookies just really struggled and, and, you know, right as of now, as of the way the roster is constructed, the magic don't necessarily need their rookies. In fact, Anthony Black was not in the regular rotation. He subbed in for Jonathan Isaac in the second half. Um, Joe Ingles and Gary Harris got the got the minutes with the bench group. Uh, I am hoping against Flamengo, we will get to see Anthony Black maybe play a little bit with the starters. Maybe that'll help boost his confidence a little bit. Um, I, I would hope that we'll see him have a better game, have his best game in the preseason, along with Jed Howard going up against, again, no offense to Flamengo, a non-NBA team. The Magic fall the New Orleans Pelicans 104 to 92. Again, the stats don't matter. The score doesn't matter. A lot to clean up for the Orlando Magic. A lot to get better at as the Magic will take a maintenance day on Wednesday, get back to practice Thursday, and then finish their preseason Friday against Flamengo. That's going to do it for me today. Though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them listening podcasts, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Related on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll be back again tomorrow to talk uh, a little bit more about the Magic's passing. I, I, I do think that is something worth bringing up. So we'll talk a little bit more uh, about the passing for the Orlando Magic uh, and, and plenty more as we get ready for the Magic's next preseason game. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.